0: Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled, I am Peter, that is Connor, and we are going to talk about His Dark Materials, Season 1, Episode 1, it's called Lyra's Jordan. So full spoilers, actually not full spoilers, it's Episode 1. We will start spoiler free because it's an Episode 1 and we will give our thoughts on it in general before we go into spoilers somewhere in the middle, which we will warn you for. Uh, this is the, the HBO BBC co-production uh, that's uh,
1: based on, what is the book called, His Dark Materials? Uh, that's the trilogy name, uh, I believe. Okay. Uh, the individual books. I think the first one is just called Golden Compass. Yes, because there was a movie that the movie was called. There was a movie called The Golden Compass,
0: uh, which I did and not see. The
1: Golden Compass There's the Amber Spyglass. I don't know what the third one's called. I'm, I'm blanking. So this is kind of a, it's a, sort of, it's a fantasy world where
0: everyone has a, an animal, which is their soul. Um, yes. As, as the opening text described it, they're uh, daemon, I think it said. And uh, Daphne Keane plays Lyra, who's kind of this chosen one who's going to save the world or
1: something. <laughs> Maybe. Go on, go on a quest and do some shenanigans.
0: Go on a quest to the north where everything's really cold. And there's a, a regime in power. Um, it wasn't the magistrate. It was like the mad uh... Magid...
1: Magisterium? Magisterium, somewhere. yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the big religious organisation, is the point. Yes,
0: but they're, they're uh, in, in power and they're very strict, very... Dicta- dic- well, dictatorship to be the right word, but uh, they're very...
1: Let's just say they'll, they'll clamp down on any heresy that's been... Uh, that's, that's been spread. They're, uh, they're your classic organised religion in control.
0: And we we have uh, hidden mystical things that don't, they don't want to be revealed that James McAvoy's ca- character is kind of on the path to revealing. Uh, and everyone's kind of shocked at the, the ideas he's got. Um, and there's also a group that's kidnapping children that's introduced in the first episode. So that sets up kind of the the, the general gist of what's going on here. Um, Did you enjoy episode one? Not really. Sorry. Did you? <laughs> Why are you saying sorry to me. No, I, I mean just sorry to the people. I, I don't
1: know. I didn't like it that much, but I mean, was anyone expecting me to like this that much? Not really. But I mean, I I just know that there's I'm seeing positive buzz around this, so was more a sorry to the viewers. Um, uh, I read the first book when I was younger. Didn't really like it that much. Um, could just I finished. I forced myself through it, but I never really got into it. Uh. This uh, it's it's relatively faithful from what I can remember, but uh, I just don't like the pacing at all in this episode.
0: Yeah, pacing wasn't doing much for me. The direction wasn't doing much for me. Uh, well, I mean, I think Daphne Keane's pretty good. She's the best thing about it, honestly. Uh, and she, McAvoy, to be fair, she makes it. She makes herself quite likable. Well, McAvoy is good typically, but I don't necessarily think he's particularly great in this episode. Like he's he's just kind of there. He he's there to be the big
1: name. Like attraction. I, I think he still manages to stand out above most of the rest of them just with some charisma. Mm. Um. But I, I think it suffers in some
0: places from uh, almost... And this is, this is a problem I have with a lot of fantasies. It unloads too much. I actually, because there's, there's text at the start Oh my god, it goes things. on so long. And The only thing I think it needed to tell us was about the souls and the animals because that was something we're going to see almost immediately and like be kind of like, confused by. I think all the stuff about who the Chosen One is and all that stuff... You didn't have to tell us any of that. We can just discover that as we go because of how people are interested in her. And, and you know, uh,
1: yeah, I'm okay with text at the start of things. It's a very you know fantasy thing to do to a point. This went overboard with how much it. You know, it was a, probably a good thirty, forty seconds of just screens of text, and I'm like, okay, I'm I'm ready to watch something now. I'm done reading. She's going to be important. She's going to do this thing. She's going to do that thing. Don't don't tell me all this. Just just let the let the story and do I that. I think that the frustrating thing is we get that in a conversation between two characters later in the episode.
0: Yes, and honestly, not presented that much better than just a wall of text because it's very exposition-y. It's just it is very exposition-y, here, but I still prefer is. that to a literal wall of text. It's honestly the. The exposition in the episode wasn't doing much for me. It wasn't really presenting the, the mythology of the world in any way that was kind of interesting. Everything tended to be conversations where someone was just giving a list of information. Uh, whether it was because Lyra doesn't know things and she was asking so it was being explained or McAvoy was making a big speech about what he's found. Um, like, And the McAvoy one's a little bit better because he's kind of shocking his contemporaries. He's, he's not necessarily explaining simple things. But there was some. There was a lot of things. Like for example, there was a, a line early on between the two kids. So Lyra's got this friend. Uh, what's say Roger? Uh, who's running around with her, and they're kind of chasing each other and playing, and they've got their animals with them. And he says something like, "Oh, what do you think your animals animals going to settle on?" Right. And I thought that that's that line is fine. That 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 gives me the context of okay, the animals change, and then eventually they settle. But then he immediately followed it up with, "You know, once it stops." Sh- changing back and forth or shifted around like he he over explained it and it really yeah. bugged me I'm like don't do that <laughs> you just had to you just went one step further and explained it to us as if we are idiots like no 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 the first part was enough the second part is o- over explanation it's funny cuz like there's stuff like that and then there's also equally parts that it doesn't really go into that much um in the in the world you know we, we just cut to like a separate group of characters at one point and it kind of sets up the kids being kidnapped and it, it feels is,
1: very random and separate though doesn't it
0: it feels very random there's not it doesn't feel like it'd be one thing if we were introduced to like at least one of these characters maybe at the start of the episode so that it was it was very established that we're doing you know two narratives as we were going but this yeah. comes a good third or so into the episode before we cut to this and it feels like there's this ritual it's, it looks like some sort of you know alternate version of what bat to say batsmith bat mispha bat, bat smith you know what i'm trying to say I do, right? But Mister, I'll just go with that. Um, you know, because they, like, oh, you're a man now, blah blah blah. Do you accept in our way, blah blah blah. All all that jaws Uh, jazz, jazz. All all that jaws Actually, is not not a, not you're a bad. You're really
1: struggling with the whole speaking thing this evening.
0: Apparently, well, there's a lot of stupid words in this. But that's, that's another thing I hear about fantasy is that they
1: they have all these names for things that I have to learn immediately. And yeah, I don't have a problem with any of that stuff. I've got problems with this episode, obviously, but well, that doesn't bother me. Well, that's not that's
0: not a critique. That's just something I don't like about fantasy. Um,
1: that's fair.
0: And it always that's bothers me in fantasy and very really in science fiction, even though science fiction often has the same thing. But the reason why it never bothers me in science fiction is because in science fiction, nine times out of 10 they're not hard to remember or pronounce they tend to be pretty straightforward at least
1: you know phonetically easy words i think it's a, it's a it's a different in language in the sense that uh in fantasy they're trying to evo- evoke generally speaking the this older kind of style so you go back mm. to these older languages you go back to kind of closer to root latin or something like that uh so it ha- it sounds foreign and archaic to us whereas pretentious
0: uh, is the word you're looking for
1: It it may well indeed uh, (laughs) uh, is a a trapping of the genre uh, at this point, Uh, whereas sci-fi does the opposite and generally goes quite phonetic. uh, And uh, it's it's the I would say typically the words that sci-fi makes up to use are a lot uh, harsher, more staccato. You know that that are a lot you know more rhythmic. Whereas uh, fantasy words tend to be more flowing and uh, draw from more romantic languages.
0: It's just one of those trappings that I just... It's one of those barriers for fantasy with me. Um, And, you know, like, the effects for a TV
1: show are pretty good, but they're not, like, amazing by, like... There's nothing I would complain about, though, for it being a TV show. Like if this if this was a movie, I'd probably be going, "Well, I've maybe been expecting more from a high budget movie." But from a TV show, I'm like, "Yeah, this is good enough."
0: Here's the weird thing, though: it wasn't the animals that were bugging me; it was like the the, the, the airships, the airships, and the city wide shots. It was it was all that stuff which yeah should be the it should be the easier of the two. The animals should be tougher. The animals actually look quite good, but you know, I. I I don't know. it's it's funny cuz I think if this episode maybe focus more on like this cuz we start off with McAvoy, and he's, he's in this expedition and he's looking for answers or something. And I like if there was more of this like harsh like weather and him like try to like find and discover things like an archaeologist or a scientist like maybe I could get into the adventure I, side I of that. I
1: assume there's more of that as the show goes on as she goes north. Pro- probably.
0: Probably. I think one of the frustrating parts of this, though, is that there's so many trappings of the the chosen one, but the the chosen one's a child, so they're not telling them everything yet. So there's a lot of characters going, "Hey, hey, I can't tell you about this yet, but here's this device that's going to be very useful. You, 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 you use this. It's a uh, everything that I dislike about this type of thing, and this is this is including Harry Potter, which is probably the big famous example of of recent years, is." character and this character's not necessarily introduced to this world right away so she's been, been here the whole time. It's not like a separate world like Harry Potter is, but yeah. um it still kind of plays the same way in that she's been kinda of sheltered until she's like you know twelve or whatever age she is now.
1: Yeah, that was actually one of the more interesting parts of Exposition is you know McAvoy comes to you know drop her off as a as a as a as a little baby and, and uh seeks uh scholastic sanctuary I think it was called uh I thought uh, you know and, and you get okay the idea that scholars are protected from the church essentially and you know they they, they're allowed to do certain things that others aren't they 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 have this kind of extra freedom and i thought and and it never dove into it It never over explained it it was just kind of oh no no, this is a thing that we have and it's uh it's it's a a gift you know it isn't a right that they've got it could be revoked they have to earn it um i thought that was interesting as as the exposition goes
0: yeah, yeah, I guess I just wasn't that interested in anything. All right. All right. Yeah. it's just this it's this barrier, like, like the, the rare times times I get into something that's remotely fantasy, it it has to sort of like overcome my my natural uh, dislike of it because my 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 default setting with this is okay—you're going to have to impress me because I'm not like. The olive branch isn't there. I'm not. I'm not inherently excited about almost anything you're talking about. So you're going to really have to make make it work on the execution, make it work on the characters, and yeah. other than this is this is uh, particularly poor in those respects. It's just not particularly great either. It's just this,
1: serviceable. It's, those... it's fine. Yeah, I think it does have some weak pacing and weak direction, which drag it down though. Mm. Um, it's funny that I'm not into this, even uh, in the books, because this is. Uh, while probably my least favorite area of fantasy, you know, the kind of pseudo-modern kind of steampunky stuff with, you know, you got airships and stuff like that. And it's mostly kind of recognizable as, you know, uh, as Earth-like. Um, but the themes about, you know, dealing with, you know, uh, against organized religion, all these things that it plays with, it's, you know, a, a critique on the Catholic Church for a, a lot of it. Um it's Right up my alley, and I just uh, it shocks me that I just can't get into it. Even, even you know, looking at it through that lens as an adult, I just can't, and that's a shame.
0: Yeah, interestingly, this is directed by Tom Hooper, who is actually a pretty acclaimed director. Uh, did the King's Speech, uh, did Ellie Miz yeah. in recent years. Yeah. People people like his stuff. Uh, it's not particularly for me. I mean, the King's Speech was okay, but um,
1: it wasn't badly directed, though.
0: I've had no interest in anything else he's done uh, since then. Yeah. And this doesn't exactly do it and change my mind. Uh I
1: uh, yeah, I d I I mean I have nothing else to say without going to spoilers. I like <laughs> the music. Lon balfe's doing a pretty decent score. That's yeah, okay. Uh <laughs> I mean the the only thing I was really
0: into was kind of uh Lyra being mischievous. Like she's kinda like running around the rooftops, like sneaking in and out of windows and doing stuff like I I almost thought there was gonna be a lot more of her uh like and how she like gets up to no good and like does things she's not supposed to but it moves on
1: quite quickly
0: yeah and then around oxford but yeah it it quickly very much becomes her desire to to leave and for one of my big problems is that she she's very upset at mcavoy's character uh uh ashriel who who comes and goes you know every so often like he doesn't stick around very long and there's like a big sort of like like emotional goodbye for her at one point and it kind of played it felt felt very flat to me because i really there wasn't really much between them and their scenes together barring like one small moment that really gave as much of a connection or relationship between them it all very it just it it didn't quite click for me at all so
1: yeah i'm with you on
0: that yeah so we'll do spoilers then we'll give the spoiler warning and just talk about kind of anything here that that happens um so we see the, the one kid be kidnapped uh, in the city or in the the, the, the town the town that's sort of near, near Oxford I, I think it's near because we kind of see the boats going down the river as yeah. she flies away at the end so I assume it's nearby and eventually uh, her friend Roger disappears because when she's offered this chance to leave and go to London uh, with this new woman who shows up like two thirds into the episode she insists that he come with because it's her one friend and he'll be lonely without her, she'll be alone without him and uh, this is agreed upon, but then he disappears. Um, I don't trust this this woman at all.
1: Uh, no, it plays it very suspiciously, and you and you kind of assume that she's had something to do with this. And I'm not mm. sure if she has or not. She might have done. Um, but... Well, the uh, the the preview at the end because there's like a trailer for the rest of the season at the end
0: of it, um, which. Almost was a bit too spoilery to be honest. Based oh, on, really? the... yeah, because it I I won't go into because some people some people don't like watching those, um, and we consider that like a spoiler, so I won't get into it. But I'll just say right. it definitely made me lean a few in a few directions based on what I'd seen already. Uh, for certain, was characters. it more like
1: confirmation of of what you were feeling, or did it completely change your opinion of of anything?
0: Well, that would spoil it. Oh, okay. Well, I told you how I felt, so that would spoil it if I answered that question.
1: fair enough.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of her running around. She she chases after McAvoy at one point in the ship, then she chases after this woman in the ship at the end. Uh, It becomes... And this is the thing, like, they make the emotional crux, or the emotional, yeah, the emotional crux of, like, her wanting to leave. Well, she wants to leave already, technically. She wants to go with McAvoy up north. But the, the, the reason why she's motivated to go with this woman at the end is because it's the one chance she might have to actually help her friend because she's explained to that. Oh, these these villains who take the kids they they they'll, they'll go to London because it's easier to hide there and that's where they always go. So makes she sense. she makes this choice to go and she runs after the ship and I felt like you know we had like one sort of big section at the start with them together. Uh, there was like one moment in the middle where he looked kind of like not jealous but almost just kind of like upset that he was being kind of ignored. Uh, when when, when Lyra, when, when Lyra was, was, when talk, was talking to this woman. And I felt like if if that was going to be the crux of the whole thing, I mean, it really should have had more of them like, together. I, I
1: honestly, I think the biggest problem is the last scene that we see them together is this one where she ignores, she doesn't even acknowledge he's there. I don't think she even really notices. I don't think it's a, an intentional um ignoring him. It's just she doesn't even notice him. Yeah, um, and and then for the next scene to be like, well, he's my best friend; he's got to come, and then he's missing. It kind of feels a little bit hollow that well, you didn't even notice him last night.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, it just it feels a bit hollow, and I I I didn't really feel that emotion at the end of the episode either. Um, mm. I like to say and this is the other thing as well. We we have this whole plot beat where the the headmaster uh tries to poison. McAvoy, like he poisons his drink before he has this meeting with him early on and she sees this and she kind of like jumps in and warns him and she ends up hiding and like witnesses all of the presentation that he gives about the dust which, we'll get to the dust <laughs> and later on when she's going to leave with this woman like the master like sort of seems to generally care about her and like gives her this device and he's like hey this will show you the truth and she's like how do you use it and he's like you'll have to learn that in time uh, <laughs> <laughs> like oh that's useful, because um, yeah. as a, a moment later on, where after like uh, the woman's like been telling all this stuff. As like she wants to know if it's the truth, and she's like oh like where is Roger? And she just says she speaks to as if it's Alexa. She's like where is
1: where is Roger? <laughs> Tell yeah. me where Roger is. I I imagine she's thinking it because it's you know it's a compass. It'll turn and point in the direction.
0: <laughs> yes, uh, not so but much. It, it doesn't. No, just not so much. Um, yeah. There's this whole thing about the dust and how the the. the I have to sort of just go with the idea that the dust is kind of like—I don't want to say the force from Star Wars, but it's kind of like this ethereal like energy that kind of attracts to people, but only adults. That's the thing we learn here: is it only—it's only attracted to adults. And uh, McAvoy's developed a new type of um, uh, like film uh, kind of lens. Yeah, they can, can capture. Uh, well, I think it's film because he was talking about the uh, like the lithium and you know the, the regular sort of film sort of stock okay. he talks about how he's, he's developed a new solution so i don't know if it's the film itself or it's how he's developing the film or whatever but um and how it shows where the dust is but he also reveals that there's in the you know the northern lights and he's like hey so i took a photo with my new special filter and there's this hidden city in the sky and i'm assuming if i i'm going to assume that like that's what the second book is is that that's they eventually get to this magical hidden city and that's
1: like book two it's a i think this is quite a nice visual sure Mm -hmm. Uh, the way this looks the way it kind of blends into the lights and uh, i I thought this looked pretty good so even though the story's not starting with her being introduced to a
0: a, a hidden world that she doesn't know about it's getting there eventually
1: (laughs) yeah i think what's what what makes this in its defense slightly more interesting is that's the point the 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 religious organization is hiding this from people you know that's why it's heresy to even talk about this they're sure. actively suppressing this so that people don't know about it which i think makes it more interesting than just you know uh, oh well, well let's just introduce our chosen one to it yeah i mean that's fair i'm still
0: thoroughly uninterested
1: yeah me too i'm not uh, really into it either I, of course,
0: I, I I i'm just sure. trying to be fair about it <laughs> Oh, that's just that's such a hard review for me like, I, sometimes we'll watch an episode of a show and I just don't give a shit about any of it, <laughs> it yeah. is, and I just I, I, like, I can go through and critique and I can go through and try and explain it but sometimes it's less to do with like oh it's making all these mistakes and it's doing all these things that aren't working it's just
1: how you feel about it
0: yes um, yeah. and I don't think it's particularly good but I don't think it's particularly bad either but ultimately because of my disinterest in the genre as a whole it's just nothing but a wet thud I- for me
1: I will say, you know, as someone who is generally speaking, you know, interested in the genre, as a rule, not all of it, obviously, um, but you know, I'm very much more open to it than you are. Uh, I was seeing all these, you know, five five star reviews from all these places, you know, on the first episode. I just don't get it. I, I, I mean, even if you just say, "Oh, well, I'm just not that interested," I think the quality is objectively not good enough to be five stars, you know, uh, from anywhere, really.
0: Yeah, um, I wonder if these reviewers though got more than one episode. Maybe,
1: uh, maybe, maybe it, from the the couple that I skimmed, it sounded like they were talking about just the first one, but maybe mm-hmm. they'd seen more. I don't know.
0: Do you think like people who are like super fans of the book are just loving it because it's so faithful?
1: I think they might be. Mm. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I could see that. Uh, which is great if you love the book and you're getting this good adaptation. So it's, it's already been renewed for a second season. So if they
1: do, maybe we do three seasons for the three books, which would make a lot of sense. Stands to reason. And Joe, you know, as much as we're not enjoying this, you know, for people who are fans of the books and have this presumably faithful and good for them adaptation. Yeah, no, yeah, no, enjoy, enjoy it. it. If, yeah, if you're if you're a fan of the book and you like an adaptation, by all means, knock yourself
0: out. But this uh, as someone who's not really into fantasy and as someone who um, doesn't really usually get into. I know this is not technically a period piece, but it feels like one because it's this this uh, you know, it's it's made to feel like it's uh, yeah, the yeah, the forties yeah. or whatever or whatever era it's meant to feel like it's in. Uh, yeah. So, Especially with the fashion. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's got blimps and shit, so it's it's not exactly the forties, but like, you know, it's yeah. it's uh. If the Hindenburg didn't happen and that took off and that was like a a thing going forward, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, not for me. That's the best I could sum it up is that it just isn't for me.
1: Mm. That's a shame, isn't it? But it happens. Yep. Yeah. So that's uh, one, his... one day we'll find a fantasy show that you love. <sighs> well, Witcher's coming in December. That may be the one. Could be. Maybe the one.
0: So that's his dark materials episode one. Obviously, we won't be doing any more of it because neither was like it but uh let us know what you thought of the first episode in the comments below uh you can uh, you, you can subscribe you can ding the bell on youtube make sure you get the notifications you can support everything we do by rating the podcast on apple podcast give us five stars helps more people find us and makes us grow and get bigger and yada 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 you can also support us financially though over at patreon.com slash mailfuzz tv uh, we can do that for as little as one dollar per month to get some bonuses at uh, the higher tiers you get voting rights and other things and you know producer credits and all that sort of thing so go and have a look and see if you're interested otherwise guys, on twitter at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates uh, and that is us so thank you once again for watching or listening if you want to see more uh reviews episode one reviews specifically uh we did a couple of the apple shows over the weekend uh we did C uh with starring jason memoa and we reviewed the first episode of for all mankind so if you're interested in our thoughts on those uh, you can go check out those too Um uh, but that's us so thank you once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep watching tv guys Have you got any vanilla?